Inside Sports Betting Goal podcast for yet another week. This is our fourth edition of 2018. Fourth? Yeah, we've we've got a heavy pre-season. Imagine what's going to happen when the the actual games start. (laughs) The the games? What? Yeah, who cares about those? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, We've got a bit of a, uh, a, a different episode for you this week and one a bit of a, a format that we hope becomes a regular regular um, style of our podcast. We're, we're like everything, aren't we, mate? We're growing, yeah. we're developing over time. Yeah, and the upshot of this uh, of this new format is that you will hear us a, a bit less, which I think is yeah. uh, I think is a positive development all around. That, uh, yeah. Ex- explain what uh, yeah this. Uh, um, yeah, kind of, uh, explain to the viewer, uh, the listeners, viewers, viewers of the podcast. Well, basically, we uh, we want to go into the the world of the um, of the, the the legend of the game, the the former player. Lore is the word. Lore. That's right, and uh, you put it well, just off air. We want to talk to more and more rugby league people, mm-hmm. rugby league, um, getting to know you know the fabric of of the game, and yeah. and uh, because as you know. Um, just because you're not playing or, or you've stopped playing doesn't mean your, your life ends and it doesn't mean your involvement in the game ends. So we're going to, um, over the course of the year, we, we plan on um, interviewing, you know, legends and some administrators and journos and just to, just to give you a different take on, on the... the uh, the, the regular content that, that is pumped out. By and so tell, tell, tell the people who is our unlucky first victim <laughs> for, for, this, uh, for this interview okay, series. Strap yourself in, people, because today's interview, our first one, um, is with none other than former Dragons and Sharks and South Sydney star Nick Zisti. <laughs> what about that? Face of the game. Yes. <laughs> Nick, poor thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope we do justice. To, I hope that you know I mean, we'll get get banned from King Thai Restaurant for the rest of our lives. Yeah, you tell it, go there and, and, and tell him that I sent you, and he'll probably charge you double. <laughs> Anyhow, that's that's kind of later in the program. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, to kick things off, um, you know, our our regular opening segment now, uh, the most rugby league thing I did this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, James, you had you had a very very league uh, week oh, wow. and, and weekend in particular. So I'll, uh, yeah, you, yeah. You, take the, uh, you yeah lead out with this one. I think I might have overdosed a little bit. Yeah, this yeah. Week. <laughs> it's um, funny. I, again, what are you going to do in the actual kind of yeah <laughs> first grade season starts? Jeez. I, I might uh, I might be sick of the game by round. That's one. just it. I think you know like ah, no, all right, season over. Like you know, yeah. Like, uh, 20, 26 more weeks of this. Oh, and, no, uh, God. It's still, it's still a month to go. Um, so on Saturday, I ventured out to Redfern Oval, which I think... Um, Lovely joint. Yeah. And I'd never seen a game of rugby league there oh, before. Oh, okay, yeah. My yeah. whole life, yeah. And so they had the um, Indigenous Rugby League Festival there. Um, and the main game was... Um, that was the First Nations Goannas um, versus the New Zealand Maori. Mm. And a uh, terrific day. Yeah. Just a, you know, that, they seem to have nailed these the sort of days where as long as you have a string of footy games and some cool relaxing soft house music played up every <laughs> every try and during half time there's lovely calming music played over the PA it creates a really good vibe <laughs> that's the critical thing you know if football's not enough you have the soft house music <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was it's so relaxing out there it was terrific and, and um, so that was on Saturday and then on Saturday night went home watched the Super League uh, game on TV that was being played in Wollongong. Oh, yeah. So another bit of history there. And then 
to finally really overdo it, I went out to Wentworth Park in Glebe and watched um, the first game that had been played there in, since 1931. Um, and that was between, the, the main game was the Newtown Jets versus uh, Blacktown Workers Seagulls, but the, the opening game was uh, the Glebe Burwood Dirty Reds taking on the Blacktown <laughs> Workers Seagulls, and that was, it was great. You, know, you had yeah, blokes yeah. there, you know how you have uh, random South guys? Mm. Well, on a tram heading out to Glebe, I saw a random Glebe guy. Random Glebe guy. <laughs> Wearing a Glebe jersey, yeah. Mm. And then, but yeah, it was great. Um, that, that's the next goal, isn't it? Then yep. to make to make kind of the new town jumper, the next hipster uh, accessory, yep. which probably has already happened, and then to make the glee <laughs> jumper, the yep. uh, the next the next hipster accessory. New town will become too mainstream. So exactly. Be, no, we're yeah. not, not into your mainstream. Bloody <laughs> new town jet stuff. Yes, that was terrific. I've, at the end of it all, it just gives you an idea of how innovative the game can be mm -hmm. when it's allowed to be. Yep. There's some really good stuff happening in, in rugby league that just wouldn't have happened 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you see, when I hear you talk about these things, James, it just gets me, it only just you know, kind of confirms my bias that you yeah. know, surely we can have standalone origin weeks and just fill in the rest of all the content yeah. that you know that nine requires with yeah. you know, with stuff like this that, that, that was your reaction wasn't it when i came in here beaming about all this on monday mm. you said all good but geez wouldn't it be better like later on mm. as when as we're, quality when, content when we're yeah when we're in the when, when we're in the football kind of mindset when yeah. we're kind of we're in kind of the football mode of the year i just think this is kind of tucked into you know, kind of the place that's still a bit too far away from the season. But um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the thing that enables it that you know people are available because you know games aren't being played yet. But um, that's true. I just you know it just occurs to me that you know there's so much you, you can actually do outside of the the grind of well it's 26 weeks. I think it should be a lot shorter. <laughs> uh, yeah, that you can do as as complementary to you know to other kinds of uh, rep football, particularly when we yeah. see we see. Other kinds of rep football, kind of, uh, i.e., city country foundering. So, yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah, that's the thing that occurred to me. But, um, um, yeah, I, oh, yeah I, I, I don't have anything nearly as, um, nearly as kind of, yeah, kind of, uh, kind of on, on point as, as what you just described. I guess the most regular thing I did uh, the last week is I broke a tooth. Which, um, yeah. Uh, so two weeks ago, week. you got your finger amputated. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really. <laughs> no, but the, the tooth thing is real, and it, it, it kind of brought to mind. Um, and you, and you, what you were injured in a rugby league accident? No, or? unfortunately not. No. I mean, it really should be better than this, but it allows me to, it liberates me to tell my uh, one of my favorite kind of uh, stories or my encounters in rugby league. I, I interviewed. Um, got to sit down with uh, with uh, Isaac Luke once. The yeah, uh, yeah. the Warriors. Uh, tremendous Warriors player, and uh, he was uh, still with Souths at, at, at the time. That was at Redfern. So yeah, this, yeah. This, you see, there's this, you yeah, know, there's there you kind go. of, there's kind of a coming of the, you know, completing of the circle in this in this story. In this no, we're not. This is all this is all planned. This is all kind of mapped out. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, great guy to have, you know, kind of a conversation with. Um, he had green tea, which you know, kind of yeah. always kind of shocked me because you know he was such an angry little guy. I had the reputation of such an angry little guy know, yeah. at the time. But yeah, he started off the interview in a very memorable way. In that, um, uh, I, I had asked him about um, what I had asked him about. That's right. There was a there was an Instagram thing going around at the time where he had uh, kind of um, he had kind of uh, sledged Ben Teo. 
um, for kind of leaving an unpaid check in a cafe. <laughs> and uh, so he was explaining that he had to get uh, Teo back because, uh, and before he explained, uh, before he kind of any other words came out of his mouth, he popped his front two teeth. Oh, God. Yeah, Isaac has no front teeth. Is like, right? it, it literally is just like a, a little retainer <laughs> with like two kind of like, what are the front? I can't. I don't know what are the front two teeth. Two teeth are called. I've been to worry about that for a while. Yeah, exactly. And he said that. Um, so yeah, he he basically takes them off. Uh, you know, uh, when he does does kind of football related things. Yeah. And um, what he'd done, he had left them on the sideline during a training drill once. Yeah, yeah. And Teo stole it, <laughs> and was then kind of like you know, kind of playing around with it. Guys were putting it in their mouths, and you know, That's like disgusting. so. Yeah, he he had to he had to get him back. So. And yeah, he was just as so casual about it. He says, "Oh yeah, I got my front my front two teeth broken so often, you know, in you know, you know, making tackles and playing playing football that yeah, I just you know kind of had to get this eventually. Oh so you know, Jeez. so again, you know, yeah, like amputate your middle finger, get rid of your front two teeth. I mean, geez, <laughs> the lengths that yeah. the rugby league football has gone to. Oh, that'd be a proper experience piece, wouldn't it, to write." To actually be a rugby league player for a while. All the odd, all the odd bodily mutilations, <laughs> yeah. the mutations that you know, league players have. Yeah. The there you go. There's a story coming coming in inside sport. The in the back in of the time. boot. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, you're talking about the pranks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, no, no. Well, that's... What it is like to actually put up with this tomfoolery. Like, I was watching um, Fox League who was interviewing uh, uh, Sam Burgess. It was on NRL 360 on Monday night. And while that's going on, George Burgess, from about 30 metres away, fires a ball straight at Sam Burgess's head during the interview. Have <laughs> <laughs> you thought up with that? Unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so what we also wanted to talk about this week was our magnificent season preview edition of Inside Sport. Coming out in, yeah. uh, well, what would be Thursday, so two, two days from the time of this recording. Yeah, so maybe it's Thursday now. Um, <laughs> Uh, again, this is these preview editions are pretty much our, our best pieces of work all year, aren't they? It's about the most fun that we have, I reckon, yeah. doing a single magazine. We yeah. throw, throw our back into it, and uh, this year's one is, is really, really, we're really proud of it. And uh, it's got everything you need to, uh, everything you expect from us. Lots of long-form um, journalism in there, and lots of, uh, you know, little... Snippets of information that, again, being our, um, our magazine, you won't get in the dailies because we're not we're not a daily news service, are we? We're a, we're a bit of an in, insider job. Yep. So, yep. Well, yeah. And uh, yeah, we uh, uh, I would fully encourage anyone in Townsville to go out and buy it because we have your Cowboys as number sure. one, and uh, that's that's chosen by James Smith himself. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw him under the bus again here and say, James. Yeah. Admittedly, I came around to his way of thinking, and I was tremendously impressed when you know I kind of started to survey kind of other kind of um, kind of informal kind of uh, preseason rankings of teams, and yep. yeah, this came out to uh, there came out to be quite a consensus. And there's a reason why I came to a, came to agree because I, I initially didn't seem didn't seem right to me, but uh, yes, James, North Queensland number one, defend. Yeah, oh, it's, it's quite easy to defend. Um, not often that you get the world's best player coming back into your team um, uh, with the full knowledge that the guy who took over his role is only going to keep getting better and better as well. So that's the thing. That, that's where they're really going to kick, kick goals. Like Michael Morgan, he, he's a different player now. Mm-hmm. He's, based, he's not Jonathan Thurston, but 
you know, he's a grand final half. Yep. But that's, that's pretty, it's pretty good. And um, apart from, they've got uh, Matt Scott coming back as well and Jordan McLean joining them. That's just uh, immense. It's, um, I, I snuck into the uh, dressing shed um, during the finals a couple of times into the Cowboys dressing shed and you know what, they're a really good unit of people. Um, they're very relaxed and they're very, um, they're all on the same page um, and I just think that's, that's going, just going to get stronger and stronger. Um, of course, the, the, the Cowboys and, and the Melbourne Storm, they're a little bit contrasting in that, of course, the Storm have lost uh, Cooper and I reckon compared to, to Melbourne, the Cowboys are a very settled um, unit and, mm. uh, you know, one one club has, has lost a superstar and you know, the other club's got one back. So I think it's just just going to be too much firepower and, and uh, experience for, for the rest of the pack. So mm. I, I fully expect them to, to win the competition. I know it's long and, you know, if JT does get injured, then you're not necessarily looking at, at a repeat of what happened with Morgan resuming. But at this stage, a month before the ball's kicked, they're looking pretty good. I was a bit hesitant because one thing I couldn't shake from my mind is that if effectively, if it weren't for a really curious last 18 minutes from St. George yeah. at the, at the, in, in the final round of last season, they wouldn't have made the finals at all. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, but... Um, but as you're always saying, like, it's context, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... The first game so, of the year, they had that freak ball bounce off the cross. Exa exactly. So, happened, they're not anywhere near. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, one of my kind of... I have a bit of a shtick that I, I kind of go with when it comes to the you know, kind of preseason rankings in rugby league, and it's just like I pick Melbourne, I pick Melbourne for pretty much uh, every year for the last see, see, that, that, seven that, or eight years. That was my big downfall, wasn't yeah. it? I refused to pick them, <laughs> and I, I never picked them because it's boring. It's boring. Yeah. But, you know, my, my reasoning always has been, um, you know, I know they won't win it every year, but they're probably going to come closer to doing it than, than not. So yeah. I'll be right more often than if I just had to you know, pick kind of you know, randomly every year. Um, mm. I eventually became convinced by by two things. One is that I, I think the run to the grand final has, has really shown North Queensland to be a really good side. Not just Jonathan Thurston and his supporting cast. Yeah. No, this is a really good football team. That won you know, um, yeah, a, a, a premiership a couple of years ago, validly, um, although uh, you know, uh, you know, got some help from Ben Hunt along the way. Yeah. But um, the, the thing that kind of convinced me to, that uh, as the, the Cowboys is a really good number one choice is I can't get past the idea that, that Thurston is not playing rugby football this year. That's right. And, you know, just... I. I clear shot of JT playing, you know, I don't think he'll play every week because, you know, just at this age, you don't you know, presume that um, he'll be there all the time. But um, mm -hmm. I think one of the other things I was looking over as we were putting our material together is just looking at the, the season Paul Gallen had yeah. freed from origin commitments I, I or na international commitments. He played superbly last he year. He was yeah. really, really good. And you're, you're reminded just how good a player like that is and when he's just, when his sole focus is club football yeah. kind of, yeah, for the entire season. And while you're on that, Luke Lewis as well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you give like Thurston that level of clear air, you give them kind of, you know, you know average kind of injury luck. Uh, the other thing that kind of surprised me about the cows. I always call them the boys, but as you can inform me, it's the cows. The boys. They're they're not 
the age profile of the team isn't as old as, as I thought it was. I was like, I was looking at some of those guys and I was thinking, oh, that guy's like, that surely that guy's like 29 or 30 or 31 right? now. No, most still, like when you're talking about the Lachlan Coots, um, Justin O'Neill's, um, they're still kind of in that, um, uh, yeah, that good age range in which, yeah, yeah you'd think they'll have one, you know, as a unit, they'll have one really more good run in them. So, um, yeah, I I think um, I think they'll do really well. Uh, so yeah, naturally having chosen them as because our as our premiership favourites, they're going to do terribly because that's that's what happens to our that's what happens to our premiership favourites. So yeah, yeah. congratulations to North Queensland and commiserations in advance. <laughs> yeah, poor, poor everybody else. Um, yeah, so but, uh, a couple of other highlights in the magazine. Um, uh, I'll put together an ultimate road trip. Um, the NRL fan who likes to that is a must. Road. That is a must read, people. <laughs> if you can, if you can complete the road trip, we you don't get anything from us. Oh gosh, I can't. We'll give we'll give you a fulsome tweet, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to cost you a bit. We're not going to help you out with that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah um, and uh, what else is there? Matt Cleary has put together a really good feature on the Newcastle Knights yep. and how everything's looking up um, for 2018. Uh, and there's plenty. There's lots of other stuff. There's um, you, uh, Jeff has a, a good look at the main off-season movements, which is a bit of a different take on that. New faces, new yeah, places? New, yeah, that's right. Uh, we spoke to um, Elijah Taylor about um, how life's going at the Tigers and we got a word in with Blake Austin. Um, yeah, there's, there's another, and I know I've missed a few other things. Braith and Astor. Braith, your, yep. your interview with Braith and Astor, which we should talk about more in-depth in, in, yep. in the coming weeks. Yep. Um, Later date, yeah. And, oh, yeah, and uh, there's a little fun little page there about uh, rugby league pilgrimages. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah the, uh, that one will do as well. <laughs> that one will do as well when we talk more uh, more extensively about uh, about the, uh, the road trip. The great destinations of uh, rugby league. Um, yeah, so get into it. It's um, available uh, on Thursday of, of this week, and, uh, yeah, there's plenty of footy in there for you. Alrighty, so yeah, alright, um, yeah. This uh, uh, to this this new segment, um, uh, this new interview segment. We hope to, that'll become a more regular feature uh, of betting goal. But yeah. um, when we were kind of, uh, we've been kind of, we've been mulling this through through the end of last year as we kind of as as more we began to listen. And thank you for kind of uh, yeah. yeah, kind of for, for for clicking the clicking on the download. Um, but uh, when we kind of came up with our with our first subject. I became enamored with just how James basically found his way to to, to Nick Zisti. I mean, because you see a lot of ex-footballers who are very kind of you know prominent in the media. It's, in some ways, they're more prominent in the media now than they were during these playing careers. And I was hopeful that we could find someone who we hadn't heard you know too much of that you know wasn't yeah. kind of you know in in the papers or on you know, on TV every other day. And you know, I, I just yeah, I just became fascinated by the idea of you know. Hey, yeah, Nick Zisti's still around. Kind of, what's he doing? And so, uh, yeah, I asked you, James. Basically, how did you know you kind of you kind of find him? Okay, so um, I, I, a Thai restaurant opened up just around the corner from where we were <laughs> uh, living at the time at Kensington in Sydney, and uh, yeah, we're, we're big Thai Thai food fans, uh, Megan and I, and and um, she, she went there with a. Um, bunch of work colleagues and came back um, one night and said there's a the Thai restaurants um, being a, you know had a change of management and um, there's a bloke running and he looks like a footballer looks like an ex-footballer 
I thought, I'll check it out next time I walk past and spotted him straight away. It was uh, an existing. Did you recognise him immediately? I, I, I did because... You're Mr. Football Cup guy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're, you're really good at this. Not that I could... Not that I can recognise any footballer, yeah. you know, after they've finished playing, you know, for two de- decades or whatever. But I knew it was him because I'd watched... Strangely, I've watched the 1996 Grand Final a lot of a lot of times. It always seems to be on. Mm. Whenever they show old Grand Finals, they they show that because it was the the ARL. Um, yeah, the first, the last, last one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the last last. Or oh, the last final. United ARL That's Grand right, Final. Sorry, yeah. the split. And yeah. uh, he has um, he has quite a, a remarkable little set of records about him. Mm. In the interview, I I don't know what I was on at the time when I when we started talking about this, but. I, I thought that he was the only player um, up till till his arrival with um, with a surname starting with Z. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he isn't. There's about 25 or 30 of them, but in the rugby league encyclopedia, um, he has his own picture on on the page of <laughs> starting with Z. And you've got all these other legends who don't. You know, any other any other legend you could care to think of. But there he is, Nick Zisti, at the back of the, at the back of the uh, encyclopedia. And uh, so, um, as you'll find out, he runs a Thai restaurant called King Thai. It's um, on Anzac Parade, corner of Anzac Parade, and uh, Doncaster Avenue at Kensington. And it's a really good spot. So, um, and he was really generous, um, uh, you know, doing this interview. He was a little bit miffed at the, at the start. He was thinking, why does James want to interview me for? This podcast, but he, he really good sport, yeah. and there's some great great memories of that game, of the, the pin, pinpoint moment of that grand final, which you all know what, what is, and uh, and just life as a junior and life um, uh, as a as a rugby union player uh, in Rome. <laughs> so there you go, and, and yeah, and, and he lovingly talks about that part of his life, and uh, he, he still talks about it. every every now and then you go in and, and order some food or sit down and he ends up talking about playing rugby union in Rome mm. obviously hit a mark with him yeah. so maybe he, he may be listed last in a lot of entries of uh, you know kind of in a lot of alphabetical entries of, of, of rugby league and, and, and so forth but he is first for you know for you know for dead in goal so um, absolutely yeah uh, here uh, here it is James's interview with Nick have a listen we're here at King Thai King Thai restaurant um uh, 264 Enzac Parade, right next door to the Doncaster Hotel. This is uh, Nick's very own restaurant. Um, yeah, so how did you how did you come to running a Thai restaurant? Running a Thai, yeah, it was a bit, a bit of a funny story. I, when, I, when I retired from uh, Italy, uh, when I was in Italy, I came back. I worked with my uncle at uh, Zisti's Poultry uh, Chicken Wholesaling, and uh, oh, yeah. I ended up. Um, yeah, I started supplying. Uh, I was living in Paddington at the time. I uh, started supplying Eat Thai, uh, which I knew the owner across the road, just getting a bit of extra cash yeah. at the end of the day. And uh, before I knew it, uh, they, they gave the receipts to um, a lot of their friends because I, I was getting the chicken a bit cheaper than the market price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And before I knew it, I started supplying all these Thai restaurants and and uh, Thai, uh, you know, Thai chains, and then I ended up, uh, yeah, going out on my own, leaving my uncles, and um, yeah, and then uh, one, I just bought one of the, um, uh, it's like a franchise type thing, uh, oh. originally in the mood for Thai, uh, which is Thai oh, same right. people, yeah. and um, 
yeah, I just brought it more like an investment while I was still doing the wholesaling, and then uh, I decided to uh, move on from the wholesaling and and took over took over this restaurant and oh, rebranded yeah. it and started running it myself. Yeah, so it's pretty natural, wasn't it? Yeah, my father had restaurants as a kid, so I guess it was in the blood. Um, yeah, he's uh, he probably warned me against it. <laughs> <laughs> So I went, I went against his wishes, but... Um, it's going all right, isn't it? You're yeah, here, it, well, been here nine years now, so we're wow. doing something right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. It's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, so you're a South Junior, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, originally Zetland. Yeah. Uh, started uh, in under fives, I think. It was Terry Hill and uh, Peter Trevitt, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, and Brett Mullins was there, too, so we had a pretty strong team in the under fives. Really? Man. Yeah, was, uh, and then you know we stayed. I, I played there for a couple of years, and then we moved to Queensland for a little bit, and then yeah. we came back. Uh, we just sort of moved around a bit. Um, I, went, I eventually went back to Zetland. Um, yeah, a lot of my mates. I went to Ramwick High, so a lot oh. of my mates played in the Eastern Suburbs comp. So we played a couple of years there. Yeah. Yeah. So we sort of moved around, but really my club was Zetland. Oh yeah. Who are other? Some can you drop a few other names? Oh uh, well, Jimmy, Jimmy Gimmick came along after hey, that. There we go. T- uh, Tricky, Tricky yeah. Trindle. Um, wow. Who else came over? Uh, I think uh, Jim Sedaris was there as well. So there was, yeah, there's, it was a strong club back in the day. I don't, I don't think they exist anymore. They have a, they have a reunion now every year actually. Oh yeah, what club was that? Zetland. Zetland. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. Trained at Waterloo Oval. So. Oh right. Yeah. Well, that's still there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and so you, I've done my research. <coughs> I hope it's good. So you in, you debuted at Penrith Park, um, yes. is that right? Yeah, in 1991 for right. South, um, and, and I saw that Charlie Saab was amongst the try scorers that day. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah. oh, right. There's yeah. a name for you. Um, what do you remember most about about that occasion? Was there, there much nerves that day? It, it was. It was a it was a strange day. The lit. Sort of the lead up during the week was um, uh, was quite was quite weird. It I, I I was playing on the wing. I wasn't getting much ball, yeah. and I, I sort of had a bit of a bit of a oh, like I was I think I was eighteen or something. Yeah. I was just under under twenty one, yeah. and uh, yeah, I just um, I was getting a bit frustrated, and I I, I, I aired my complaints to uh, the twenty ones coach, and and then they. And then before I knew, I was having a meeting with a reserve grade coach, and then, uh, and then, and then George Piggins, who was the first grade coach at the time, called me in and said, "Look, we really seriously see you as a as a player of first grade of the future." Wow. And I, I just couldn't believe it. I just <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get past twenty ones, James. I, I didn't really didn't really look that far ahead. But anyway. Um, uh, one of the players didn't didn't uh, turn up to training on the Saturday morning, so then I got shifted into the centres. Yeah. Uh, this is for 21s. 21s. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, that, then yeah, I saw a lot more ball that day and had a pretty good game, and then uh, got got called to sit on the bench for a reserve grade. You know, they used to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was uh, I got, sat through the whole game, didn't get on. Uh, so anyway, I just started. Getting ready, taking my strapping off, yeah, you're uh, done for the getting day. ready for the shower, yeah. and then uh, reserve uh, reserve grade coach said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Having a shower," <laughs> and he said, um, 
He said, you're on the bench for first grade. I go, what? Wow. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So you didn't even find out until just... No, I didn't. Got... No, no, it wasn't like a proper debut or anything. Yeah, well, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so obviously sitting on the bench wasn't starting. Yeah. But did you get on the field for yeah. first grade? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I remember sitting next to Tricky, incredibly nervous. Yeah. Um, I don't know what... I remember the conversation sitting with him and... Because he, he actually got on at half time, and I, and I was, I was just jaying him up really. I was just saying, if I get on, I'm just going to try and take Mark Guyer out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I was going to do that from the wing, but ninety-one. That he's going. Been, guess you're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> he would have been in his prime, wouldn't he, Mark Guyer? Yeah. Oh, he would have been. been yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that I remember having that conversation with Tricky, and yeah, and then uh, about. About 15 minutes to go, uh, 20 minutes to go, I got on. Yeah. Yeah, and I started, had a couple of good runs from dummy half, and um, I, th- I think I made a break, and I, I had, uh, I think it was Brandy to beat, yeah. and uh, went, went to step off the right leg and, and collapsed and done my ACL. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> so that was the biggest memory of it. How long were you out for? The whole year. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's an awful. And, well, Sorry that, for bringing that up. I, I played twenty ones a year before, and I done it in the third round. That was in the third round. Oh. I done it in the third round the my left knee the the year before, so I got off to a bad start injury once. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Two that. years, two Ricos. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, just like Billy, mate. Yeah. Who's that? Just like Billy Slater. Oh really? Yeah. Of his shoulders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow. Oh gosh. What was um. Just moving on a bit, yeah. what was the main reason that behind you switched from Souths to the Dragons? Was it just oh, a career thing? Or, yeah. yeah, I sort of, uh, it took me a while to come back uh, at South. I, I played another two years on there, but didn't really hit my straps. I don't know if that had to do with the injuries, back-to-back New York constructions, but I just really, you know, thought about quitting. Just didn't really seem to be going anywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, when I hit about 21, I just started to knuckle down. I thought, well, this is it. <laughs> if I don't, if I don't get anywhere above 21s this year, then I'm not going to. Oh, okay. I'm not going to go anywhere. And anyway, um, I I ended up um, going to. Uh, yeah, I just knuckled down. And before I knew, I was in first grade for a pretty old, well, a fair bit of the season um, that year in South and. Yep. Um, there's a lot of guys that were above me in 21s. They were still playing 21s, you know. So yeah, I just sort of my, my attitude changed. I thought this is it. I've got to give it a go. Otherwise, it's... and um, and then Alan Jones took over, and you know our, our first meet. I had a meeting with him, and he just sort of just sort of downplayed me a, a fair bit in that meeting. And uh, I uh, what, what can you remember? And, and I knew St George. Uh, well. Basically, so it wasn't much money, but he said, oh, you're, you're on a lot of money for a reserve grader. <laughs> and he called me a reserve grader, and I just finished a year in first grade, and I went, oh, he sees me as a reserve grader. I said, I don't think I've got a future here. No. So, um, and I knew uh, St. George really wanted me. Okay. They could see something in me, and um, Brian Smith was there, and I thought, they'd just been in two grand finals, 92, 93 grand finals, and I, and I was sitting playing at South where we're coming near last, you yeah. know, or, or last even, you know, in, in most of the grades at that stage. And I just thought, I've got to, I said, well, <laughs> there's nothing for me here. And no brainer. I went, I went, yeah, 
yeah, it didn't really want me in the end, I guess, but um, I didn't try that hard to get yeah. to keep me. And um, I actually probably, I think I signed with Saints the next day after that meeting. With, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty easy decision in the end. Oh, I, I had an offer from Balmain as well. Yeah. And I remember uh, sitting with uh, Nat Woods, uh, dad, and he was trying to convince me to go over because Nat was there. Nat headed over there and yeah, I really considered it, I thought. And you know, I just thought, well, you know, I, I, I saw uh, Graham Bradley, Ricky Walford, they were getting on. I thought well, there could be a little bit of an opportunity yep. in the outside backs where I could sneak in into first grade if I bite my time, you know. Yep. And yeah, it seemed to work out. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a great story. I've never heard that before. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm glad I asked that. Um, and, and you mentioned Ricky Walford just then. Can you share that story about how supportive he was to you when when it did come time? Oh, yeah. You had a lot of really nice things to say when I was here one night. Yeah. Um, and he was sharing the story. Be good yeah. for people to hear that. Ah, uh, Ricky is he's one, of, one of the best guys I've, I've met in footy, that's yeah. for sure. Um, he, he just play, you know, played 10 years on the wing at the Dragons and, you know, I was, a, you know, I got the, I played a few, few games coming off the bench um, uh, prior to that and then uh, yeah I got the jersey and it was the first time he was dropped in you know, back to reserve grade in I think 10 years oh, right. and I felt yeah I, I don't know how I felt, I felt a bit bad yeah. to be honest you know to take his position I didn't really think I was that worthy um, you know he's a legend in my eyes anyway oh, yeah, you know, yeah. seeing some of the things he'd done on the, on the, on the paddock um, but he, he was out there all week with me trying to give me tips on how to where to stand and what to do and how to play outside Mark Coyne and I just you know all week he was out there and I just thought what, what a man you know what a man I, he just it, is, it just seemed like he knew that yeah, it was his time. Yeah, and he accepted it straight away, and and um, and uh, yeah, it was time to for the for the, for the new guys to come in. I think, and it's exactly what you want club men to be, isn't it? Oh, like proper God. club people. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh wow, it's, um, it was fantastic. Oh, that's a, oh, I'll never forget that moment. No, no, I, I, I thought it was important that you shared it. Yeah. yeah, and so one of your claims to fame, apart from being an only player uh, to, to play in first grade, the surname starting with Z, I think. Is that right? Uh, I can't think of any others. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. No. The, the last rugby league encyclopedia, rugby league players encyclopedia they bought oh, out, really? you've oh. got your own page at the back, with, and it's just you on it. Because <laughs> it goes in alphabetical order. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm used to being at the end of the line. I, I copped it all the way through school. There you and go. <laughs> yeah, you would have roll call. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also noted that um, you were Hunter Mariners. That's right. I missed the Hunter Mariners in your in the bio at the start. Oh, you were right. their all-time yeah. highest point scorer um, for yeah. that one season. That will never be broken. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And you were the Dragons, of course, only try scorer in the '96 Grand Final. Um, what are, you, what are your best memories about that moment? Because it was on, because um, Fox League have been showing the grand finals lately and I saw that try that you, 
that you scored, like you were pretty pumped about that, weren't you? That oh, was, it gave us well. a little bit of a window in, didn't it? It, it yeah. did. We just um, we just couldn't break. Uh, you know, I think there's a stat there that 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 team that Manly had that year was the I think the great one of the I think the greatest defensive team of all time. Wow, is that right? And we just could we you know there was a couple of opportunities, but we just could not break that. You know, they had the Australian back row. Yeah. Uh, Gartner, Kosef, and uh, Menzies. Yeah. They were the Australian back row, and they just they were, they were like they were all built like centres and and super fit, and just couldn't. Yeah, you know, they were just too quick. You yeah. Know? And uh, they were just they were incredible. You know, yeah. and that the whole team was like internationals, and we we were actually just banged together a little bit. Um, but you still had a really good team, didn't you? Like that was. Oh, we did, but we we got lineup really. Like, oh, yeah, I guess Anthony, uh, Chalk, Mundine, um, uh, Coiny. Um, uh, yeah, we have Barnhill, Goulet, I think. I think Wayne that was Bartram. Yeah. Uh, Bartram, yeah. Um, but yeah, he he sort of came down from the Gold Coast, so oh, okay. I don't think he, he he started playing Origin. I think he started playing Origin when he came to the Dragons. So. Yeah. Uh, so he wasn't a, a, a big known star. Obviously, um, yeah, he became big after that. Um, yeah, and you know, Jason Stevens got injured in the first semi-final, so we missed him. Uh, yeah. And Gordon sat the year out as well. So, all oh, right, fair enough. We would have <laughs> would have liked them to in the in in the lineup. Um, yeah, but uh, might have made a bit of a difference. Yeah, but then we yeah we still had 20 minutes to go when I scored that try. And, I just thought, oh, could, could this be, you know, could this be our comeback? And um, we just went, <laughs> they just went into to defensive mode and just shut, it, oh. shut us down. So, yeah. yeah. yeah and, you know, and we had a bit of bad luck. Well, bad luck, you know, a, a rotten call. Yeah. yeah I, I'd call it from David Manson where, um, I forgot the fullback's name. Um, oh, Matthew Ridge. Matthew Ridge, yeah, he did well, a short kickoff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to get it. Yeah. I was just going to blatantly ask you, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, he did a short kickoff. Uh, Brownie Tuggle clearly had him held, yeah. and then he, he just kept running, and then David Manson, this is just after, it was 8-2, I think it was, or just before half-time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and Bra- uh, Nathan Brown had him, all the commentators said it, so... yeah. You know, he had him held, and uh, he kept running and made a big break, and um, yeah, and he um, and you know, two two plays later, I think Steve Menzies scored. That was fourteen two. Yeah, yeah. You know, under the post, game over. Yeah. It was, it was essentially game over because because you know their star started lineup. I don't think it was too hard to come back from that. How, how did you handle that at halftime? Can you remember? Well, well the about? thing is, we felt like we were still. A, we were still in the game, but I think that, you know, in hindsight, I guess it broke everyone's hearts. That, yeah. You know, terrible call, and, um, you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> not, not that you're bitter about it anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I, to be honest, James, I never ever expected I, uh, no, yeah, no. I, I didn't. I didn't think I was ever going to play first grade, but yeah. to be in a grand final was just, yeah. It was incredible. Must be must be yeah. weird still being in the same area because that only happened just up the road from where we are at at, at um, Moor Park. Yeah, that's so right. It's, it's a small place, Sydney, in a lot of ways, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned the Mariners before. 
Um, Laurie Daly once said that um, the, the footy during Super League was was like normal football, but he said it was pretty weird with the players in two comps. Is that what you? What are your recollections of that? Like, were yeah. you just going about doing your job, or was it weird playing in this Super League comp? Or like, um, oh, I don't know. I just yeah, that was my job, and yeah, yeah. I just there's. A lot of those guys at the Mariners were from the Dragons. Oh, I agree. Okay. And then it was pretty much made up, pretty much made up. Well, the rest of the players were from Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. So we, we had good. Um, sorry. Was it was Rod Maybon? No, no, no okay. he was at the Rams. Um, yeah. So it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was pretty easy to to fit. Oh, apart from the Iro brothers, actually, they were the only two outside, probably. Okay. Yeah. You know, main players that um, that were outside uh, Newcastle and St George. So it was a fair bit. You know, there was a couple of others, I guess. So it was easy to fit in, and yep. they were all welcoming. I never saw any animosity, but you know, with the fans, because most of the players were ex Knights players that couldn't actually. Get, well, they were playing. A lot of them were playing first grade, yep. and they were. And they were key key figures in that thing, but essentially the comp was split in two, and yeah. and I, I'm assuming the level of footy would have uh, diminished in both in both comps, yeah, because you know, you didn't have the best players all in one comp, and that's why they got back together, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so after your Cronulla, I'm supposed to be able to ask about Cronulla, like. What were your memories from from the Sharks? Yeah, I didn't really. You had one year there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I had uh, I only played maybe a dozen games, but uh, yeah, I got injured. Oh. I think yeah, I was out for about I think six weeks. I I'd done a cartilage or something. I can't remember a medial ligament or something. I was out for about six weeks. I missed most of the season, oh, or a quarter of the season, I guess. Yeah. And well, I started off in reserve grade there because. They actually had really strong outside backs, and I didn't think that. I, I thought I might have snuck on the bench if they wanted an outside back on the bench. But um, yeah, just I was lucky through. I think Et got, was injured a fair bit, and uh, Matt Rogers got injured a bit. So I, I actually, yeah, ended up playing 11 games towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but I spent I, I spent yeah most of the time in first grade there when I was fit. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so it was, you know, it was a little achievement for me. Um, obviously, uh, yeah, got got to know my uh, future father-in-law, <laughs> Mr. Lane, and um, yeah, he's yeah him as a coach for me was by far the you know the guy that you wanted to die for. Is that right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, you know, he cared about your your well-being. He cared about you as a person. Um, yeah, I think Brian Smith was, yeah, he was great for me at that stage, you know, to give me confidence and and, and get me to believe. Um, but as in as in going for, you know, just wanting to, you know, die for your coach. Yeah, John was. Uh, he was he was the coach that I admired most. That's oh, for sure. That's very nice of you to say that. Yeah. No, he's one of the best people I've ever met in the world. <laughs> I'm lucky to have him as a father-in-law. No, good on you. Good on you. And then, and then you went across to Bradford. Like, us league nerds here always think of, you know, England as being the, the establishment place of rugby league. Like, what did you... What, what were your most vivid memories from 
your time at Bradford. Right? Yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't great, wasn't it? No, no I, ne I never really got going. I was um, oh, on, on the field, you mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah, by, by the start by the stage, I'd, I was at Cronulla. By the time I made it to Cronulla, I think I'd had probably over a dozen knee operations. You know, I just had continual problems, oh. and. Um, and when I went to Cronulla, I, uh, I was on light training with uh, Les Davidson and Danny Lee, and I just I would just do ball work and then like just swim or box oh, okay. during the week, and I was like still only like 25 or 26. Wow. Yeah. So um, when I got an offer to go to Bradford, I thought, oh, I think this is going to be my last contract for sure yeah. because that that sort of gave me the indication that I was going to. Um, yeah, that I was on the way out. I was on the decline. Now, now, twenty-five-year-olds sign for English clubs, and that's like just part of their career, isn't it? Yeah, Knowing yeah. That they'll probably come back later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was probably a bit young. Yeah, yeah to to sign for. Usually, they didn't go till they were close to thirty. But yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, and then uh, when I arrived, um, yeah, they I, I, they made me do full training. Yeah. Uh, and you know, essentially, I, I was getting to the end of the game, uh, getting to the end of the week, and I had swollen knees. I couldn't oh. run. Yeah. Um, but they they just weren't accepting that I I, I wasn't you no know, I just wasn't allowed to do full training, so I couldn't really do anything about it. Okay. So um, that's why I, I I never forget the time when someone from the Italian Rugby Union yeah, yeah. left a left a message to call them, and I gave them a call, and you know. And, they'd, and I thought, oh, someone from the Vatican has, <laughs> has blessed me here because I didn't know what was going to happen at Bradford because I couldn't see myself getting going no. under those conditions. You know, I couldn't really, didn't complain to really anybody about it and, and, and didn't really say anything. Just, you know, you know just, just tried to tough it out and tried to get play as good as I could. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, before I knew it, uh, I was I was in Rome. Wow, and you mentioned that quite a number of times when I've come in for a meal and, and that sort of. You best got you got good memories of that. Oh, best time, time best yeah. time of my life. Yeah, living in Rome, experience a different culture. Yeah, yeah. learning a new language. Um, <laughs> it was it was fantastic. It was it changed my life. And you're living right in the middle of Rome, weren't you? Like you were. I was smack yeah. bang right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> There were, there were periods where I, I, the club gave give you a car. Yeah, I yeah. bought a scooter. <laughs> I would park my car. I wouldn't drive my my. I wouldn't drive my car for weeks. Just jump on the scooter, and then I'd I'd have to jump on my scooter. I couldn't remember where I parked the car. <laughs> <laughs> really? It was yeah, because there's no parking really anywhere. So <laughs> turn up and it's got 50 parking tickets on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, had a lot. <laughs> uh, but my time in Rome, I, I will never forget. Got a lot of great friends there. Um, I, I wish I, I wish I went there a couple of years earlier when I was physically better. Yep. Um, but still had the time of my life. Uh, got to play a couple of internationals, World Cup, Six Nations. Yeah. Uh, playing in, in Six Nations against uh, against France, probably that with the grand final. Wow. Uh, was probably the highlight of my life. A little bit more glamorous than that. Wet afternoon at Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, <laughs> uh, playing at the Stade de Francais. Uh, <coughs> I think I mentioned before that yeah. I was in the dressing rooms, you know, just trying to work out, uh, trying, 
trying to wonder which uh, locker was Brazilian Ronaldo had the year before in the World Cup final. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we were in the visitors' dressing room, obviously, and... Um, yeah, I was, it was never seen anything like it because there was no stadium sort of like that where the bus goes right into the... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so that was built. And I remember we played against Paris for the Mariners the year before. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the World Club Challenge. Yeah, two years before. Yeah. And um, it was getting built. That, yeah. that was getting built. Um, that stadium was getting built for the World Cup. And I remember going past and it was still, still in construction yeah. stage. Yeah. But that was, yeah, it was uh, fantastic fantastic time in my life I, I just never forget it I'd love to take my children back yeah and um, and, and maybe go there for a year or two and experience a the life there and I, I really want them to experience because it's something uh, something that we don't have here no, no. and uh, you know it's a different life we have a great life here too but so yeah <laughs> something special no that's great mate just just one more question i suppose um what do you you, you still watch the game now and, and i know yeah. you do yeah. and you're a south fan like yeah. what are your what are your general um impressions of today's game um just any grievances it. any yeah no i love it. it just evolves all the time yep. um you know uh I know everybody complains about video refs and all that, but yeah, in the end, I think they're all just doing their best. Yeah. They're trying to, you know, no, you know, it's like me in my restaurant. You know, you you take a you take a wrong dish out, and you know somebody complains. Yeah, that's part of life. You know, everyone's going to complain, but I love the game. I love how they're getting more athletic. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's just it just gets better. The skill level every year gets better, and yeah. skill level, the um, the athleticism of the of the players. Um, yeah, I love watching it. You know, um, uh, we had a great time in South One. A couple of the old Twenty Ones boys. We all came back to my restaurant. Oh, awesome! We had a big party here after the South One the Grand Final. I bet it was a big party. <laughs> yeah, we ended up at the Juniors a bit late. I haven't been out that late for a long time. <laughs> Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I just I never thought we'd see South win a win a comp, and I'm glad we've seen that now. So um, yeah, I love love the game. I love it. Oh, love watching it. And what's next for you? What, what's what's on the horizon? Um, keep plugging yeah. away here, or yeah, still, still keep plugging away here. Um, just involved in a, in a in a tech startup, which hopefully we should launch in the, in. The, in uh, maybe in the next month or two, oh, we're yeah. just in the testing phase at the moment. Can you reveal too much, or you? Oh, I, I can't really at this stage. Yeah, but um, cool. Yeah, it, it's around the food and beverage. Uh, yeah, it's around the food and <laughs> beverage um, industry. So, yeah, yeah, we, we yeah, it's uh, something interesting, something new. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're, we're hopeful it'll work. Oh, should, yeah. Oh, I'm very confident, but you know, yeah, things can change <laughs> in <laughs> no, business. You, you'll be right, I'm sure. Um, yeah. All right, so thanks very much for uh, taking for letting us uh, in here. It's been a good chat. Thanks, James. And um, everyone should make their way down to King Thai. Uh, it's at the corner of Anzac Parade and Doncaster Avenue. Best Thai restaurant in Sydney. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't ask me about the 96 grand final when you 
<laughs> still, still cut up a little bit. <laughs> Oops, no. too soon. I was, I was happy to. Uh, I was happy, happy. I actually played in one. That was for sure. Nah, beautiful. Looking back at it. All right. Um, thanks very much, mate. Thanks, Shane. So there you go. What, what did you think of that? That was a, a nice little cute walk down memory lane for those of us. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I love the fact that you know these guys because of their football careers that they kind of these names kind of lodge in our minds yeah. but you know they've got a lot of life to live after after their footy career Definitely. and it's you know yeah. I think you know it's a media kind of thing so often to kind of like land on the guys who you know, kind of struggled a bit <laughs> after, after their careers over because you know those, those stories are compelling stories oh, but you know yeah. oftentimes you know just as, just as often the footy career is is that is that literal kind of springboard you know, to something to something else so yeah, it's, it's fascinating to kind of just hear about you know, you know, a guy kind of yeah kind of yeah, going beyond kind of his time of football to you know, to yeah, to just live in his life so it's great to hear from him again absolutely yeah so um thanks very much for listening and uh We'll go on the hunt for some more legends of the game, and uh, yeah. in the meantime, we'll be um, back on, on a weekly basis to uh, talk uh, lots more footy. Yeah, and uh, yes, uh, NRL preview edition out this uh, this Thursday, uh, which will be what the fifteenth. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. the fifteenth, fifteenth uh, of. Um, Oh, we're still February, right? <laughs> 15th of February. So uh, for all uh, kind of our uh, league listeners out there, that's this is our biggest league mag of the year. Um, yeah, go uh, go pick it up. Um, kind of see if you can find the mistakes. There's one real good one in there. <laughs> is it? It's, yeah, it's down the ladder. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anybody anybody who tweets it at, our, at us first will uh, <laughs> will mention it on, on, on the air. Nah, very good. All right, um, thanks very much, everyone, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you later.